0: The CARES Act, a monumentally large relief bill enacted to take on the effects of pandemic, passed what seems like a century ago. Now there's a COVID vaccine, a few of them. And yet the government's distribution plan is to be charitable incomplete. Perhaps you've noticed. Here with the latest look at how implementation of the CARES Act is going, the Managing Director for Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office, Nicole Clowers. Ms. Clowers, good to have you back. Thanks for having me, Tom. And this is the latest in a series of looks that the GAO has made of implementation of the CARES Act. And even for GAO, you come down pretty hard on the lack of development of that distribution plan for the vaccine. What did you find?
1: We found that the distribution to date, Tom, has not met expectations and frankly has fallen short uh, by a good deal of expectations. As you know, there's been different goals that were established under the former administration You heard numbers at 20 million, 40 million, but regardless of what numbers you were using as of the end of December, we had not met those goals. And there was a growing frustration among state, local governments, as well as the public about the distribution.
0: And there was a pretty complicated apparatus specified. I think CDC had a 75-page plan that's still on their website. And so HHS had a piece of this. I guess Defense Department had a piece of this. Do you think again not to you know, this is not a you know dump on Trump conversation but do you think that the lack of development of that plan was a result of lack of white house guidance or something else or a combination of factors it's likely
1: from what we said and what we saw a combination of factors in terms of what was going on with the distribution distribution and administration of a vaccine across the nation is challenging it was going to be challenging given to your point the number of players involved the number of moving pieces and that's why we, in September, so what's that, almost six months ago, recommended that the department take action to pivot and start really looking at this downstream, how we were going to distribute the vaccine and called for them to develop a plan that would address all the uh, stakeholders' roles and responsibilities, because there's stakeholders not only at the federal level that needed to be involved, but state and local, private sector and nonprofit, make sure everyone understood their roles and responsibilities, what they were doing, and also in that plan, have a communication strategy. A lot of this has to do with communication, people knowing what to expect when they might be receiving vaccines, and also the public education part of it as well.
0: Yes, because pretty much everyone you talk to in normal conversation is wondering what the heck is going on in their particular locale. We've seen this in D.C., in the Delmarva area, but I'm getting emails from across the country, coast to coast, literally, I wrote a column about it last week saying that, gosh, you know, every time we try to sign up, either the site crashes or we thought we had an appointment and get there. No, 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 you don't meet the rules and so forth. So part of its communication and part of it is logistics. Fair to say.
1: Absolutely. The coordination and the communication are key. And certainly what we've seen both with this current pandemic, but also we had observed it in past public health crises the importance of consistent communication and making sure everyone was communicating the same message. And so some of the things that we've heard that has complicated this particular rollout is changing in priority groups, for example, who was gonna be sort of at the in the priority, who wasn't, when that would occur, uh, when vaccines would be, be ready. And so not only does that frustrate the public and confuses the public, it confuses and frustrates state and local governments that are responsible For distributing the vaccine. And so, again, that's why back in September, we started to focus on this and asking the federal government to do so. And in our current report, this January report, we emphasize the importance of developing these plans that are robust and, and ensuring that everyone knows what they're doing.
0: We're speaking with Nikki Clowers, Managing Director for Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And there is a drug distribution system in the country. It involves medical practices, Hospitals, drug distributors, such as Caremark and all these middlemen that get drugs into people's hands, connected all the way back to the manufacturers. Do you think that maybe that would have been a better mechanism than this big federal government footprint, which is kind of interrupting what is normally a fairly efficient flow of medicines to people?
1: I don't think we can underestimate the the enormity of this challenge in terms of vaccinating over 300 million Americans in as quickly as possible what was missing is a plan to do that in terms of making sure people knew what to expect when to expect it and who was responsible for doing it one of the things we saw with the h1n1 pandemic was the lack of consistent communication and i'll give you an example there was inconsistent communication about when vaccines would be ready in the h1n1 outbreak and what occurred was people lost confidence in the government because those dates weren't hit. And so that was just one example of the need to be really clear about what to expect and consistently reinforcing that message in terms of what people could expect. And when things aren't occurring as planned, to talk to the public, to talk to everyone involved, to make sure they understand why plans are changing.
0: And now you've got the Biden administration, which has inherited this issue and has made a lot of overtures, you know, public pronouncements on fixing it. What specifically can they do at this point? Because it sounds like there's two problems here. One is to build out the plan itself and then to implement it. Maybe it's three steps and then to make sure that everyone understands what is going on now.
1: I'll start with saying we had good news last week in terms of another vaccine coming to the market. And so that's an important step as we get more vaccines ready for FDA review and potential authorization for use, that will help. I know then uh, administration is looking at different sites and facilities that could be used to help push out and distribute those vaccines as needed. And so that will be an important step. But then ultimately, I think what's key is As you're developing that infrastructure, as more vaccines are available, that we have a plan in place that everyone understands there's roles and responsibilities, that the government can better track the vaccines going down to the state and local level, as well as to specific hospitals until it gets to the the shot in the arm, and that we have a robust communication outreach sort of strategy, both for providers, and providers understand the vaccine rollout and their responsibilities and roles in it, that they get the necessary training needed, but also the public education awareness too. Uh, that needs to start immediately so we can increase the vaccine update.
0: And do you sense that, uh, or is it the GAO's belief that because there are so many priority rules, age, ethnicity, and location, and so forth, none of these are bad ideas or badly intentioned ideas, but combined, they make an extremely complicated process or add complications to an extremely complicated process. Do you think if the rules were maybe just simplified, just to get the most out there into the most arms as possible including areas that aren't as affluent as other areas, that things could be speeded up?
1: We certainly heard that in terms of the complicated nature of some of the prioritization and the different groups. But what we've heard from state and local governments more frequently is just the changing of the rules, so to speak, Um, which groups should be in priority and when that should occur. That was a greater frustration and complicating factor for them.
0: And what do you think Congress, if anything, could do at this point? Or should they just simply exercise oversight and make sure the government, the executive branch, does what it's supposed to?
1: Well, certainly congressional oversight is is key because it will in, encourage action on the part of the agency officials. The, the new administration has also laid out some of their plans through executive orders and, and other statements and, and documents. We're currently going through those. Um, in terms of the plans they have to implement, and we'll continue to monitor them as they're implemented.
0: Nicole Clowers as Managing Director for Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much. Thanks for having me back, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to that latest report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
2: As a parent, no two days are ever the same. And let's face it, sometimes a little extra help goes a really long way. That's what's so great about Care.com. They make it easier than ever to find local, experienced, and background-checked child care to help manage your family's ever-changing needs and schedule. From nannies and babysitters to daycare centers and tutors, find help for long- or short-term support. Whether you need an after-school sitter or help with the homework, there's a large selection to choose from. And all caregivers who use Care.com are required to complete a background check before they're able to interact with families on the platform. It's so easy. Just go to Care.com and post a job for caregivers to apply. You can search for qualified candidates, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, and send messages directly. You can even find other kinds of care, including housekeepers, dog walkers, and caregivers for seniors. Find care for all you love. Sign up now and see why over three million families use care.com. Visit care.com today. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live By Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.